I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. The RGV Hispanic Chamber of Commerce hosted a luncheon with senior U.S. Senator John Cornyn at the Edinburgh Conference Center Renaissance on October the 9th. Here's one of the highlights from that luncheon. According to Senator Cornyn, border crossers fly into the Mexicali airport and then take an Uber to the nearest border patrol station near Yuma to claim asylum. Recently, I went to the Yuma border patrol sector, which is in a sleepy little ag community in southwest Arizona with some of my colleagues, Democrats and Republicans. The acting border patrol chief said to us, welcome to the Yuma sector. We um, encountered people from 147 different countries speaking more than 200 languages last year. And we thought, how in the world could that possibly be true? Until Mark Kelly, one of the senators from Arizona, pointed out that Mexicali is a city in northern Mexico with an airport, and that literally people are flying in there and then Ubering, Ubering, over to the Border Patrol and turning themselves in and claiming asylum. The senior vice president of business development, Lone Star National Bank, Julian Alvarez, was the moderator of that luncheon. Alvarez asked Senator Cornyn about the issue of border security. Or what are your thoughts on the situation at the border and do you foresee any legislation on the forefront moving through Congress this year? Well, how, how long do we have? <laughs> So, Monica De La Cruz can attest uh, to this as well. We, I was at the lunch. We Texas delegation meets every Thursday, but this week we had the lunch on Wednesday, and they were interviewing um, candidates for the next speakership. Uh, Steve Scalise and um, and uh, Jim Jordan were there, um, who looked like the two principal candidates, and that was that was the, the those were the words on everybody's lips. What are we going to do about this? I know there's some people who think that, well, that, you know, the politicians just talk about it, but they never actually do anything about it. But obviously we know that uh, the border has paid a heavy price, and the country's paid a heavy price uh, as a result of uncontrolled illegal immigration. Let me say very clearly, legal immigration has been a blessing to our country. It has been a blessing, unequivocal blessing. It has helped us allow the, the best and brightest, the hardest working people in the world to come to our country and seek a better life. But when we turn over our immigration system to transnational criminal organizations, they're called, sometimes called cartels, that as the judge was just saying, that uh, the people that come in front of him, he asked them, how much money did you pay? To, to get here and you know they pay large sums of money uh, to come here and of course the cartels these uh, organizations continue to get rich as more and more people come across the border the last few years has been roughly seven million people come across the border that includes one and a half million what the border patrol calls gotaways and uh, we know that they're probably not up to a lot of good uh, if they're evading law enforcement and of course, that's, we also know where the source of a lot of the uh, fentanyl and synthetic opioids that are killing our kids in our high schools. 71,000 American kids died last year as a result of fentanyl. 
which is made to look like a, it's a counterfeit pill. It looks like a standard pharmaceutical, but people take it, they don't know they're taking it, and then they end up dying as a result. 71,000 last year alone. We know where it's coming from. We know where it's manufactured. And that's part of the story, too, because my, my strong belief, Julian, and, uh, is despite the great efforts being done by our Border Patrol and CBP, DPS, and, uh, and others, that we're, lo we're in a losing battle. And uh, we're going to continue to see more and more people coming across. It's only now that when, uh, when the mayor of New York says, enough, we're going to destroy New York City if they have another, you know, a couple hundred people, whereas we've had millions come across our border. So what's going on? Well, one of the things that is going on that's very different from the past is these are not just poor people fleeing violence from Central or uh, America or Mexico. These are literally people coming from around the world and claiming asylum. So recently I went to the Yuma Border Patrol sector, which is in a sleepy little ag community in southwest Arizona with some of my colleagues, Democrats and Republicans. The acting Border Patrol chief said to us, welcome to the Yuma sector. We um, encountered people from 147 different countries speaking more than 200 languages last year. And we thought, how in the world could that possibly be true? So Mark Kelly, one of the senators from Arizona, pointed out that Mexicali is a city in northern Mexico with an airport, and that literally people are flying in there and then Ubering, Ubering over to the Border Patrol and turning themselves in and claiming asylum, knowing that they're asylum hearing in front of an immigration judge would be years in the future. And as I used to say, um, it's really an intelligence test because the people who show up for their court hearing, they flunk. Because the people who don't show up are not going to see any consequences associated with it. So we're enriching the cartels that are, that are inflicting misery on a lot of these migrants, some of whom don't survive. Young women are raped and assaulted. And it's just a, it's a terrible situation. So we need, we need to say, number one, that if you transit a safe third country, you, don't, you can't qualify for asylum in the United States. You may recall, I think it was last year, 15,000 Haitians, Haitians showed up in Del Rio, Texas, a little town of 35,000 people. Can you imagine in any one of the cities around here, 15,000 People show up and, and say, "Here I am. I'm ready to come to you know come into the to, uh, into the interior of the country." It's uh, but of course they've been living in South America for the previous few years, a perfectly safe environment, or certainly not like Haiti. So that's an example of the kinds of things that I think we can do. Finally, let me just I went back and I read some of the testimony by uh, Secretary Chertoff, who was. Department of Homeland Security Secretary under George W. Bush, and he pointed out one time in the testimony I, I was reading, he said, we, did, we all of a sudden had a spike in the number of Brazilians who would show up at the border and thought, what's, what's going on here? And then he said, well, we finally realized that unless we were willing to detain them and to repatriate those individuals, we would have actually send the right message that don't come and try to get into the country illegally, you need to come through legal pathways. 
And he said it worked. All of a sudden, the pipeline of Brazilians more or less dried up. But we don't have that message today. Basically, the, the message is by what people see on TV or when they talk to their relatives back home is, you know, I made it. Come on. Come on, too. And so it's, it's, a, it's a mess. But I'll close by, and I, I know it's, uh, it's, a, it's a big topic. So one of the reasons why I have invited a number of my colleagues to come to the valley and to the border in particular is because you hear some pretty crazy things when people talk about the border. Occasionally I'll hear senators from, from other states say, hey, we need to seal the border. Well, I, I always ask them, I said, do you know how many jobs are created in the United States based on binational trade with Mexico? We actually, you know, have a, uh, have a treaty. And then I hear some people say, well, you need to build the wall. Well, okay. You know, I learned from the experts, which are the Border Patrol, that this is a three-legged stool. It's technology, it's people, and yes, in some hard-to-control locations, it's infrastructure. Something we used to call a fence that was supported on a bipartisan basis. Now everybody calls it a wall. But you can't just put up a piece of infrastructure and expect the border patrol, the border to be safe or the control the flow of, of people and drugs coming into the country. So it's a huge topic, but it's also one that I think it's really important for Senator Cruz, myself, Monica, and others to invite our colleagues to come down here so they can see it for themselves and so they can learn. And so as policymakers, we can come up with policies that make sense and not just are interesting sound bites for cable TV. You've been listening to one of the highlights of a luncheon hosted by the RGV Hispanic Chamber of Commerce at the Edinburgh Conference Center Renaissance on October 9th. Listen to the other highlights of that luncheon with U.S. Senator John Cornyn only in the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. I'm Mario Munoz reporting.